Okay, y'all, this is just in breaking news. The North Carolina Panthers, okay? North Carolina Panthers are up for sale. I believe it's time to turn the franchise over to new ownership. I will be the best NFL owner that you can imagine. I will immediately address the Colin Kaepernick situation. I will have the best halftime show, the best selection of music, and we will win. This is the Thank You for Your Leadership podcast. I'm your host, Dame Thad. Happy holidays, my friends. Good to be with you. We have a great show lined up for you today. But before we start today's conversation, let me remind you to subscribe, people. Whether you are watching on YouTube, whether you're listening on SoundCloud, or on Apple Podcasts, take a moment right now and subscribe to this incredible podcast. We truly, truly, truly appreciate you. You can follow us on IG at Dame Thad, uh, also at TY4YL. Now, my co-host today is the wonderful and dynamic Courtney Hodges. Courtney, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I am well. I am well. Thank you for joining us uh, and, and being with us today. Uh, I'm excited to be on this side of the, the mic. Absolutely. Absolutely. To be to be my co-pilot today <laughs> and stop me from saying something stupid. Um, also joining us are two great leaders uh, who are Obama administration alum. And God, we miss Mr. Obama so, so much. So joining us today is Mr. Kamaya Marshall a Capitol Hill Communications Director. Welcome, Kamaya. Kamaya. <laughs> and, and, and also, Yasmin Selena, who's also uh, who's the Executive Director of the Hustlers Guild. Yasmin, Kamaya, welcome to the Thank You For Your Leadership podcast. How are you? Good. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. I'm glad to be here. I'm around some great people. So Absolutely. I'm Absolutely. happy. <laughs> Everybody, everybody's wearing their Hustlers Guild uh, You know, uh, appreciate that. Courtney, oh, oh, you didn't put yours on? Put yours on. Put yours on right now. Uh, yeah, but let's, 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 let's get into this incredible conversation as Kamaya uh, takes a sip of the Aqua Hydrate, which is beautiful product placement, which is one of the products of our main topic today, Mr. Sean P. Diddy Combs. So here's the question I want to pose to you folks. What will it take to begin the diversity process in the National Football League? Now, last week, as the news broke that Carolina Panthers owner Jerry Richardson will sell his majority stake at season's end, multimillionaire Sean Diddy Combs, who's worth $820 million uh, per Forbes, took to Twitter to announce his interest in becoming the first African-American owner in the NFL. Now, other stars began to chime in as well. You heard Steph Curry. You heard Colin Kaepernick and others express interest. So, uh, uh, Kamaya, Yasmin, given all that has transpired in this country, given what is happening in the NFL this year with the protests and so forth, are we overdue for an African-American majority owner in the National Football League. Absolutely. Yes, we it's are. like it's 2017. We're not going to 2018, right? Yeah, yeah. So like when you think about it, we're still doing first. Yeah, yeah. Like we should be overdoing like first. 
And, like, the country is so stuck on, like, oh, like, we're not racially driven. Like, we love everyone. It's so equal. Then why is this a big deal? Like, what is the clapback for? What is, like, this pushback for him doing it? Like, the the open area for diversity is, like, him announcing it, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Like, why is it so far-fetched? What's... You don't, think it's, you don't think it's a big deal? It shouldn't. It, my thing is it should not be a big deal. It's right. a big deal in a good way, yeah. but it should not be like a huge, like, what did he just say? This is forbidden. Like, you could play for the team, but you can't own the teams. Like, come on now. Like It's 2018. <laughs> yeah. First of all, we are behind times. Um, it's not that many um, people of color that own NFL teams. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just that time. If we're really moving forward as we say we really are are we uh the clapback clearly or not um i think we should have more people on the other side of the table i.e not all on the football field right i don't play football if i ever wanted to be a part of the nfl uh franchise or establishment it wouldn't be playing football i would probably want to sit at the table it's people out here like that um right now uh diddy he has the money, he has the influence, he has the network of people to do that. I mean, he's not the only one. There's others out there as well. He just was the first person to put it out there to the public. So I think it's that time. Do, do, do you think, staying staying along the lines of, you know, you saw uh, how contagious the kneeling was uh, to, to make a statement in this country and across football fields across America um, that racial injustice is, is, is a threat on the football field, uh, in the communities, or wherever. Do you think that Diddy was motivated to step up and to express his interest and to be an owner understanding what has happened and it is so important that, that an African-American holds that particular seat? Because there's really been a magnification of what, 32 NFL owners, uh, 31 are white, and only one, as you pointed out earlier, one is only non-white, but they're not African-American. Two. Two, two. yeah. So so do you think he was motivated by those by, by those happenings? Well, I feel like this. This is my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. It's like when a job opening come up, right? Yeah. And you're like, okay. Like, in order for me to, in order for anyone from a certain background to get to a point, you're not born NFL like franchise owner you know like you have to open the door somewhere so why not just go ahead and shoot your shot shoot your shot like just go (laughs) for it you know what I mean like that's how I see it like he felt like if he has the capital he has a network he has the resources it may not be as extensive as like the other owners but like why not open up the idea to like people who are already investing into your brand to Mm -hmm. say listen like I could be the trailblazer from yeah. this background to do so. I mean, like, you got to look around what's going on. There's all kinds of random trailblazers out here in this I, country. I, this is true. <laughs> it's 2018, pretty much. <clears throat> I think uh, Diddy saw this. Diddy is smarter than what some people think he mm-hmm. is. You got to give him give him his props. He's a, a hustler, as we said earlier. There, there, there were he, a few news reporters this week who, who mm-hmm. didn't think he was as smart as, as I, he I, displays. It's, it's, he took an uncon untraditional route of doing things but can you fault him uh you can't be you can't be mad at him for taking the route he took mm-hmm. um he's been successful right and wildly he's, successful. he's doing well i mean i can't i think if you don't like it that's just your opinion right um right. and but you can't be mad at a business owner i mean i don't want to throw politics into this i really don't but 
Uh, some folks who support Trump, you know, people are not mad at his business ventures. And I think, you know, Diddy, he has business ventures, and I'm not, I support what he's doing. Uh, I think he capitalized on uh, the whole situation. Mm-hmm. It was smart. It was a per- it was perfect timing. If you know Diddy, mm-hmm. if you paid attention to him, he's perfect with timing. I mean, he's good at that. He's a marketing just, genius. Right. You got to give him that. I mean, it is what it is. And so you're either going to hate from the sideline or you're going to join in. And so with him, I get it. He is, It's just the right time. And he's the first person to, at least to my knowledge as a millennial, that openly spoke up about, hey, I want to get this team. And he took to Twitter where we have world leaders taking down, right, making right, messages right, on right, social media. Right, right, right. And he did it. It, it. That's where we are right now. So it is what it is, and I think we can move forward with it. You just mentioned the haters, the naysayers, and I love to talk about the haters. <laughs> uh, those folk are the fuel to, to our fire. Like, keep what us up, going. <laughs> right? <laughs> you, hey, if you don't I, have haters, you're not doing well. Right. You I, need I, some. <laughs> I hear you haters. I see you haters. I'm not going to acknowledge you, though, <laughs> mm-hmm. but we out here working. So those haters, those those detractors, those folk who, uh, who have negative words toward uh, Mr. Combs' interest in buying the Panthers. What do you What do you think is the basis of that? What wh- is there any credibility or credence to um, their pushback to d- particularly Diddy? Not any African Americans. Because some folk may say Oprah should take the lead. Some folk may say Jay Z should take the lead. Some folk Michael Jordan is from North Carolina. Maybe he should take the lead. Or um, a a a person like Robert Smith. Maybe he should take the particular lead because all of those folk have good financial resources. Is there any credibility or credence to the backlash uh, and the pushback? This is a good question. Uh, I you want to go? Go, go? go ahead first. I I think that people are going to have opinions. Uh, they're going to say what they're going to say. Mm-hmm. You're going to have. I mean, especially in the age of fake news and. All the media outlets we have, social media, everyone has an opinion, everyone has a point of view, that's going to be there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Credibility is a big thing these days, and knowing Diddy, I don't personally know him, but just knowing him and observing him and just watching him as a a young, as a child to an adult, I think he doesn't care. (laughs) And I actually, I think that's what makes me, in my opinion, like him about going to pursue it even more. And also, who says that he couldn't sit down and talk with Oprah or talk with these other influencers who uh, have the power to purchase the team, sit down and talk to Michael Jordan? I think he's the person that will actually, well, let me pull the, all my cards and talk to these folks. Who says he can't do that? Mm-hmm. Who said he, he hasn't done it already? The so com- The conversations probably are, are, right. are happening. Exactly. Behind closed doors. Let's think ahead. Like, like, let's think like a business owner. Um Yes, he put this out there. I'm pretty sure he put some thought into it before he just put this out there. Sure. Even if he didn't, he immediately hopped on it and began working. Made some phone calls. Right. Got in touch with some folks. When you have that kind of capital, I mean, I expect you to do that. Right. I expect you to put the connect the dots. Right. ASAP. Um, and when you have that that kind of network, uh, I hope you do. You, you, he has a staff. Sure. So yeah. let's get it together. Um, so, yeah, I think... He should pay. Shouldn't pay any attention to the others' opinions. If they're not, if they don't have anything to block it, which people are going to try to block. But these are people who are not worth eight hundred and twenty million. Point close to being. That's a my whole point. They all have opinions from the peanut gallery, right? 
on the sideline, as you say, uh, hating. That's my point of view. I feel like the dope part of Diddy is like he opened his dialogue, right? So now everyone was like, yo, we're cool. We're chilling in the U.S. of A. Everything's all cool and smooth. And he's like, boom. I want to shoot my shot. Everyone right. was like, wait a minute. <laughs> we not that cool <laughs> yet. Right. Like, that's basically what that was. Back. You he, know he, what I mean? He was really shooting the shot. Let he me did. just throw yeah. this out here and see where and it lands. And I think what that was is like he started to penetrate like this dialogue that needs to be had, right? Yeah. Yeah. So even if it's not him, like hopefully it triggered someone else who's right. a minority who may have the capital, may have the access, and may who be like well packaged together that may not get that much backlash, right. the opportunity to do so. So now it was like, oh, wait, like. I wasn't even paying attention to y'all, but right. like since you say we can't do it, exactly. right, 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 let right, right. me go ahead and right. just like orchestrate something and round exactly. up my whole little crew and see if we could get popping. So now it's like, yo, what's going on here? Like, you know, that's how, that's how I personally feel about it. Like, even if it's not him, I feel like he, he, like he, he took a shot at it. Right. Like, somebody's listening to this. Or, you know, like, let's tell them, like, we're not playing with them. Like, if we wanted to venture off and do something, we're going to do it. Let's do it. Yeah, right. that's how I feel about Don't it. Don't tell me what I can't do. Hey, right. That was my motto in 2017. Shoot your shot. Right. Shoot your shot. Still shooting. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, like yeah, I said, a lot of it's important because we don't feel like we're allowed to say things like, I want to own a football team. Right. And, and, and it's so crazy, like you said, in 20. 18, just about that we're still having these conversations. So we just came off all the big controversy with Colin Kaepernick kneeling during the national anthem, and that was a whole big thing. This year, 60%, more than 60% of NFL players are African-American. And so now we're talking about owning teams, kneeling because of injustices during the national anthem. Should we be having a conversation about owning a team in the NFL, or should we be having conversations still about having our own league? Is that something that, you know, should we should be leaning more towards or just saying, hey, let's just you, find you, our way? You came out throwing hardball. What? Yes, no, I, it's important. It's important. <laughs> That's like, a serious question. It is, because <laughs> six months ago, Colin Kaepernick, wanted, we, we wanted no parts of the NFL. We boycotted the NFL. And so now we're jumping up or down for Diddy to own a team in the same NFL that we're not even supposed to be watching. Facts. Hey, Facts. So, like, are we watching Facts. it now? I didn't know I we started doing that again. I feel pretty proud about it. <laughs> but since Diddy hopped in, I have like... Uh, yeah, right, right, so right. that's the thing. Especially, checking scores. Especially with, like... I'm black with my people. I sometimes I don't I can't keep up. Like when did we get back in? When did when did we say okay, we want to still be a part of this cuz like I said I don't watch football anyway. But I know we were boycotting it. Right. A month ago. 2 months ago. Still boycotting. So so should should we So think, should we be should, should we uh, still have real conversations about having our own league? So what I think that if a league was to start Mm -hmm. for minorities or African-Americans, I think it's cool. But there's always going to be a percentage that may want to stay in the NFL. So, like, how are we going to try to reach them to help and develop them and understand, like, the franchise that they're playing a part of and, like, their power as a player on these teams? Like, do you understand, like, what's actually going on? Mm -hmm. Like, you bringing, like capital into this franchise they want you there for a reason but you also do are you exercising your voice mm-hmm. do you are you leveraging stuff like are you leveraging what you bring to this franchise so like i don't think it's 
completely okay to do either one of them, like, to stay. But, like, are we actually reaching and developing the people that actually may want to stay? Like, no, I'm, I'm rock with the NFL. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do y'all. And then that'd be their dream. Like, I always right. wanted to play for the Cowboys and I'm not leaving just <laughs> right. to go, you know, play for you. And this, that's right. not wrong. That's okay. But, like, are, how can we reach them and let them know, like, I don't know if there's some kind of NFL like players union like they, they can kind of like package good, up together and do union. like things. They do they have a union like for yeah, minorities that actually you know I don't know like that part of like what, the what, developing of them. So what, I, I have I, you know as as I'm listening to you and I thought about the question I'm, I'm letting it marinate. You know I'm going before uh, the NFL when I look at. Uh, as a HBCU alum and TSU uh, in the yes. building, FAMU in the building too. Hey. ASU and I look at okay, okay. <laughs> HBCU in the room. When I think about our sports teams uh, in the in the in the black college arena, I you know I, I think about all the talent that's mm-hmm. not there. We have a lot of talent there, but they've actually taken a lot of our talent and they've gone into a lot of the PWI schools. Integration will do that. Yes. And I I think back. I, it made me rewind back. Like whoa. Let's just think back to college football. I look at a school, Texas A&M. Okay. Most of their players, I did a little stint at Texas A&M, and I'll never forget walking on the yard. I'm a big guy. Uh, I was preparing to do a Ph.D. program there. Oh, he's he's on a football team. Oh, they thought you were a football player. Yes. No, I'm not a football player. Uh, I'm just an organic because, gentleman. Right. Just because right, I'm big right. and black don't mean I play right, football. Right, right. Okay? Goodness. Everybody big and black don't play football. I don't play football. I work for UPS. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the band, so I was on the other side. The only time I played games is on my horn. But anyway, I say that to say I think, you know, the whole us starting to lead and going into the NFL, it's, 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 it's 50-50. I feel like. When I look at our, our, our young, I mean, now it's just like, I'm sorry. It's just like the uh, with the NBA. You know, you can come straight out of high school and mm-hmm. go to the NBA. Mm-hmm. Now, with football, it's a little bit different, but it's a wide thing. Like, if we started our own lead, I mean, we actually would have the power. If we took all of the HBCU and just all the, the – the, um, it is what it is. A majority of the NFL players are black. Yeah. If no, you it's just took, Yeah, if you took them out of the PWIs, out of the NFL, and we start our own league, we will have the money. Well, well, listen. As people. But it's the mentality is so different. I mean, it's a mentality thing when you go. When it Strategy sounds good, though. Yeah. <laughs> hey, check this out. You're listening to the Thank You for, for Your, your leadership. leadership podcast with Dame Thad, Courtney Hodges, joined by our a wonderful, brilliant guest, Yasmin Selena and Kamaya Marshall, talking about Diddy's ability to buy the Carolina, or as he called it, the North Carolina Panthers. Uh-huh. Um, but to your, to your point about having our own league, I think it's a real option. And I think we should have real serious conversations about it. Um, because you think about it, we are the talent. So if all the black players stopped playing, would they, there would no, not be an NFL. Who's going, who's going to consistently pay tickets to watch, uh, this is not a racial comment, but watch white boys run up and down the field, right? Des Bryant is catching the, the, the football with one hand, and, and, and Randy Moss, and, and, this, and Tom Brady's my favorite quarterback, greatest of all time. Um, but we make up most of the talent, right? And so we, we have to understand the power that we have and leverage that power. But what it's going to take is also under, uh, a lot of guys understanding sacrifice right. and saving your money. You know, and like, hey, I'm not. I'm in the peanut gallery. I'm not rich at all. Um, but if you're making millions, dude, put your money away. What are you spending it on, right? And understand that 
if you save right now and sacrifice right now, you could make a, a, a small ripple that could have a huge effect down the road in terms of black ownership, black wealth, black economic power, mm-hmm. changing our mindset mentally to understand that we can control things. Right now, we just think that, hey, we're just beholden to these owners. They're right. going to treat us any type of way. You heard Jerry Jones make certain comments right. that were just disrespectful. Then he tried to play the, play the, uh, the middle ground and, and th- th- that one Monday night game where he they kneeled, but they kneeled before the anthem. Trying to catch, play and then the next uh, a cat, you know, wanted to kneel on the team and I think they may have let him go. Right? So we have that power. We have that leverage. We have to understand that. Mm-hmm. And so I think we really should have a real conversation about it. There are going to be a lot of Negroes that are going to say, no, nah, I don't want to do that. White man pay me real good. Right? But there has to be great sacrifice. Mm-hmm. The Muhammad Ali's did it. The Jim Browns did it. Uh, 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 the Malcolms did it. The Martins and, and so many others. The Ella Bakers and, and so mm-hmm. many different others. But we have to understand the sacrifice, and that can be a real conversation. Can, I, let, can I say yeah, something? Sure, sure, sure. I would just say, like, someone like Jay-Z, who was a part of the Nets, like, he's the person I would like to get a perspective Who's had his hands in there? Like, hey, Jay, let, let, break down how these meetings went. Like, let's and in, let's the, in the sports conversations, right. okay, as, as ownership, and, yeah, 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 right. Because he's, I think that's the closest we've been. Um, I'm pretty sure there's others out there I've not, I missed, but I do. I think we all know Jay Z had the Nets, like, right? Right. Who doesn't know that? And it was well known. Um, I think he's a person I know. Diddy's going to talk to Jay about this, but I just want, would like to get his perspective on the. On the major lead of it all. I, from my honest opinion, um, I'm all for Diddy making this acquisition. Uh, but I personally think Jay-Z would be better suited for it. Yeah. I, um, but given Jay-Z's connection and his Rock Nation sports agency, he's an agent. He cannot serve in that capacity. Right. So he would have to sell his interests, distance himself from Rock Nation sports and so forth and so on. And, and given how lucrative that <laughs> business is. And he's really impacting and helping young men. Uh, get their finances together and really reach their potential. Um, I, I think he's better served um, in that in that stead. Let's look at the numbers for a moment, folks. There are 32 teams in the NFL. As we mentioned earlier, 31 of those owners are white. Um, the only non-white owner is is Mr. Khan of the Jaguars. NFL rosters are overwhelmingly African American. There are only five African American head coaches mm-hmm. uh, in the NFL. There have been several attempts by African, wealthy African Americans to gain ownership mm-hmm. into the NFL, but uh, the current owners have to accept that bid, and it has not been accepted. So given those numbers, could one argue that the NFL ownership has no interest in diversifying what, the, what, what, the, what their top brass looks like? Can't you tell all this diversity that's going on with these guys <laughs> over here? Five <laughs> the question. African-American coaches. <laughs> I mean, folks forget, like, I was reading um, earlier today that, you know, someone, the, the Chicago Bears were brought for $500. Oh, um, George Hallis? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, they were buying teams for $50. Yeah. Um, uh, African American man back in those times in those days couldn't buy a team for five hundred dollars even even if he thought about it. Mm-hmm. So look where we are now, years later. Um, no, you know I think it's that time and it's t- it's been time for diversity. And but the thing I think that reason why that diversity isn't there because it's years ago they were buying these teams and it was cheap for them and compared to I mean five hundred dollars in the forties. Was a nice amount of money. Yeah, but still, 
We, we we still didn't have it. Right. Right. We still didn't have it. And so if for reasons could, that reasons away from football. Right. If if a African American male or uh, any person of color uh, would have could have purchased a team back then, I think they would have never let them do it. And that mentality still sticks. Wouldn't let them buy a football team. Let them buy houses. Nothing. You know, you couldn't that. buy a cheeseburger at the front right. door. I mean, a lot of things <laughs> that we couldn't do. Uh, Barely uh, got your milk delivered. Right. 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 <laughs> During those times. Oh. Well. Outside of just, like, ownership within, like, these uh, different industries, like NFL, NBA. Everybody put your laptops (laughs) on mute as well. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There's not, like, enough representation within these front offices Mm. of it. So it's, like, not even just to, like, take a step back internally. There's not even that many minorities who work inside of these franchises. As general um, managers, general personnel, managers, vice like, presidents, and so yeah, forth. Yeah, there's not it's like a, a lot point. of representation in the front office either. So it's like, it's not just about the ownership. It's like bringing it into the full period. Like, right. there is just... Coaching staff. Yes, it's like, it's crazy. Um, so all shout over. out to all the, the minority uh, sports uh, group me's that... <clears throat> That you're a part of? Yeah, that we're part of. Um, <laughs> but everyone usually, like, talks about, like, just stuff. And, and that, to me, like, in those different chats and stuff, people, like, pull together. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely, like, a struggle mm-hmm. um, that no one really talks about, like, outside of, like, just the ownership of it. It's like there's no one working inside those companies that are minorities. Like, so, you know, so outside of the play on the field, there's a lot of work that needs to be done in terms of of diversity. Yeah. yeah. Even, even in leadership. Like, yeah. I don't, I, I, we have an alum from our university that's doing really well with the NFL team that's a VP, but. Tony. Wiley. Wiley, right, right. For the VP of Communications. Absolutely. Texas Southern University. All Rose League. Yes. And so, but I, outside of him, I, I had a friend who worked, who used to work for the NFL and he was the director of communications for the Redskins at one point. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Daniel Sampson, who's a sports fanatic. Um, and I'll never forget, I, w- I was telling him when he was the, the director of communications for them, I was like, man, this is like one of the coolest jobs. How many African-Americans can say, hey, I'm the director of communications for NFL team? Mm-hmm. Um, and w- me and him, we we struggled in class all all this time doing communication stuff, To, but it's not many of us doing those fields, not even in the, the financial side of it, the communication side of it, even the staffing. I mean – I take that back. I do see African Americans doing the parking lots. Yeah, I do see them giving the food. Right, right, right. Concession stands. Yeah, and so forth. I see that, but in the senior roles, I don't see that. It's very controlled. But teachers on maybe something we don't know that you know, I don't know. But at the same time, the facts are there. It's in our face too. So it's something that they can definitely improve upon. So, so, so Diddy's looking to make an iconic move, a power move. Diddy's making those moves. Jay-Z's making iconic moves. Uh, Cardi B is making money moves, if you will. Um, our young people can learn from those types. They're inspired by, by those types of types of moves. Right now they're seeing very poor leadership mm-hmm. uh, in the White House. But if Diddy were to make this move or some African-American were, were able to pull this off, make this move, how could that affect the psyche and the confidence of our young people and how they move forward? I think it would be phenomenal. I, I, I mean, it was just like the moment uh, we had our, he's still my president, President Barack Obama in the White House, and just look at all the people he inspired. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that movement was important. I think we wouldn't be 
where we are, at least our generation, especially as millennials, even older people, um, I think we take that on a more hip level, like someone like a Diddy. Um, you know, Jay-Z, just I know a lot of folks have watched, and some, some people may have not watched it, uh, his interview uh, Jay-Z did with the New York Times. You just oh, hear, yeah, 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 yeah. It was I a beautiful mean, interview. Yes. Like, young people, this is a beautiful time to inspire people uh, to hear different perspectives, especially when it comes to business. And so I think it will be a good step just to see that, hey, you can do this too. You really can. Speaking of young people, as we stay on young people, um, and we were talking about a hustler, Diddy, who's Ciroc, uh, Aqua Hydrate, Revolt TV. We can go on and on and on. A hustler. We have a hustler in the room. <laughs> Yasmin Selena, executive director of the Hustlers Guild. Yeah, Talk yeah. to us a moment about the, the, the wonderful work that you're doing at the Hustlers Guild uh, with our precious and priceless young people. Absolutely. Uh, HG was started by, Hustlers Guild was started by uh, Obama alumni. So my executive board, my senior advisors, all from the Obama administration. Drop their um, names, drop their names. You, you know, you know, out. you know, you know. Uh, like, but for the most part, everyone who's a part of, like, my team were people that, like, throughout the administration, we shared the same struggles. Like, we were first-generation college graduates. Um, my my father's an immigrant from Pakistan. My mother's from northwest D.C. Um, had to drop out of college because the scholarship was taken away because they didn't support the program. So when it came to, like, going into meetings and maneuvering through the rooms, like, I didn't know. I was on Google. What the, we was all mm-hmm, sitting together mm-hmm, like, yo, mm-hmm. right, right. how do we figure this out? So we had to, like, collectively, like, lean on each other. And sometimes it may have been, like, a step back and we lost some time. But over the course of it, like, we figured it out. So I was like, yo, let's just start something. We already do these toy drives, clothing drives, speaking, engagements, mm-hmm. all this community service. Let's make more sense strategically about what we're doing and make this, like, an official capacity of how we serve our communities. There are people out here that are looking to, like, invest in companies who service the people that we service, um, our students. So, like, that's, like, the basis of how it came apart. So we are a hip-hop-based nonprofit because okay. I'm a huge okay. hip-hop fan. Shout-out to Yo Gotti. Okay. <laughs> the Art of Hustle, that's one of our programs. Um, what, is, what does that look like? What does that program look the art of hustle is like the art behind of everything. Like how you talk to people, how you go in a room and not feel intimidated, how you ah. pitch yourself, how you control your narrative. That's like the art behind of the hustle that you have to do. Um, Hustler's ambition is like what was the fire under you to kind of push forward. Man. So that's like a speaker series that people come in and like talk and share their stories. And then um, Hustler's Drive is like more STEM based. Okay. That's for like our scholarships that we actually go. Yes, we give out scholarships. <laughs> so um, that's the scholarships that we give out to our students. So it's a STEM based um, STEAM actually because the A is new. So that's science, technology, engineering, art, and math. Mm-hmm. And we do career exposure to the kids. So we bring in people from their similar backgrounds who like all odds against them came out and they talk to them. They keep it a stack with them. And like we keep show them. Keep yeah. it a stack. Love that's what the young people say. I love that. That's some real truth right there. That's some clock talk. Like we just go straight in with them. Like no whole bars. Like everything is like natural organic like we're very upfront with them and our struggles we let them know what they're dealing with and it's we, awesome that they could get that information that real information from relatable 
Yeah, because yeah, sometimes right. it's like, you worked in politics, like, we only see white people on the TV, you lying. Right, 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 right. Okay. I got receipts. You know what I mean? <laughs> but then, like, when we actually start bringing people to them to come talk to them, and we let them know, like, yo, you're resilient because, like, you're dealing with stuff that people would never have to deal with in life ever. So that kind of, like, motivates them, too, and we let them drive their programming. So I think it's, like, super dope. Like, everything, it's, it's all me. If you look at the wow. whole entire organization, like, I love hip-hop, I love kids. I did some policy work for about nine years. So that's pretty much what HG do. Like, you want to volunteer? Hustlersguild.org. Yeah, donate. quick book. Um, Hustlersguild.org. If you want to donate, <laughs> <laughs> you can also donate. Yeah, donate time and money. That's powerful. powerful. (laughs) Yeah, so that's what the HG looks like. We're in four months. Happy four months to us. Four months. Congratulations. 15 stacks. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you for your leadership. You and your team. Thank you um, for having uh, us. Kev, uh, Jason. Hey, Kev, Jason. Yeah. Love those yeah, guys. Squad lit yeah, y'all doing, y'all lit doing, y'all doing in something. the city. And those fellas are very solid. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I love Kevin. Kev is my, my dude. That's my dude. Kev is my dude. Okay. I'm pretty sure you know. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're running out of time, but but I, but I also want to get to this, this important question also as we talked about ownership. Um, it's something I, I love talking about, especially amongst African Americans, and um, we need to have more conversations about it. Black businesses. Mm-hmm. I'm a black entrepreneur. Courtney is as well. Yes, you are. Kamaya, you're out in the community listening to constituents uh, in your congressional district who are small business owners, who are African Americans, who are working to put food on the table um, and make ends meet but also pursuing their particular dream, mm-hmm. right, their American dream. Talk about, either of you, talk about the importance of, of black ownership and black businesses uh, to, the, to the success of the American economy. I'll just be really short and simple. I will say that uh, the African-American dollar is strong. I don't think we know how strong it is. Um, I mean, just... Look at your spending and look at the masses, what they spend their money on. Mm-hmm. Um, we are a very yeah. powerful group of people. I don't think we know our power. Um, once we realize that and uh, we really wake up, because a lot of folks were saying we woke. Yeah. We waking up. Stay woke, we we ain't woke yet. But buy, we woke. Buy woke. <laughs> we need to buy woke. Right. But once we uh, realize the power of the dollar and, the, and our influence on that dollar, man. So I think definitely with ownership, like, Owning, beginning to own things, um, beginning to own land. Yeah, I know Yo, a lot yeah. of folks don't talk about the land Real part. They talk about business, and I respect that. But um, that land, I'm, I'm gonna take it back. I used to work in agriculture stuff, so I mean, that is power. You hear me? Land, food, yeah. n- natural resources, it's power. I encourage folk to to read about Ray Kroc, the the. Uh Founder of the McDonald's Corporation. Man, I, I love it. it. Land. Yeah, I, I, lo- I mean, movie. he that whole thing. He, he come kinda, up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> crazy. That's my opinion, though. Uh, it's, I could probably say more, but definitely like the power that our dollar, our spending, is really strong. And once we, I'm glad we have more people opening up businesses and um, more small businesses, which is important, and supporting each other. Uh, that's the biggest thing. Buying from one another. That's right. that's going to be the biggest thing. That's going to be the hardest thing as well. Um, Circulating that dollar. Yeah. That's talk what talk I to saying. me, hustler. Uh, <laughs> black businesses, to me, is like, it's a sense of community. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, like, 
I always push the fact that like most small businesses, small black businesses are in areas where they're servicing like black people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like it's like the ownership, the network, putting back into your community. Most small business owners who are minorities or African-Americans live in those communities or have strong ties to it. So it's, to me, it's important to invest in those people who are investing into your community. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. don't be giving your money to all these other random people out here that ain't trying to give back to you. Have you lost your mind? So, like, support people and then support friends. Yes. Like, yes. because everyone so can important. open a business. So I'm just letting you know. Somebody got to be the customer. <laughs> right, 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 right. You got you to exactly. plug your friends. What about your um, friends? That are doing well. <laughs> and it's tough. Things. And, you know, and, 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 and uh, Antonio wrote a, a nice blog the other oh, day man, about yeah. what you can do yeah. to support uh, entrepreneur buy, you, and friend. You could just tweet. Right. You could just pass on. You may not have the money or the resources. Just share. Just share it. Share. Yes. Let somebody know. It's like repetition. You got to keep telling people, I know somebody to do this. Right. If you ever need someone, this person is dope. He does this. Like mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z. She do this. Right. So it's just like being a plug. Like being your own little yellow bird. Be the plug. Put, <laughs> put, put, <laughs> putting your own people on. Yeah. Putting your own people on. Right. Jeezy said I put on. Hey. Absolutely. <laughs> Folks, you're listening to the Thank You for, for your, your leadership. leadership podcast with Dame Thad. We're about to get out of here. This is the last show of 2017, people. We really, really appreciate your support. You've stuck with us this entire year. This is the 21st episode. This is a blessing. We really appreciate it. Before we get out of here, give give the folks uh, just a few words of advice quickly as as we move into 2018. Don't be a hater. <laughs> uh, hey, good, better, best. Never let the rest of you. Good as you better, you better as your best. Dang. Come <laughs> on, co-host. I don't even know. They just got all the saying. <laughs> Keep doing what you're doing. Work hard. Don't stop. Yeah. Keep grinding. Yeah. Um, hey, listen Listen to the haters. They may, and there may be some credibility to what they're saying. High haters. Don't pay them attention. Uh, but just grind. Work hard. Uh, don't let anybody outwork you in 2018. Mm. People will be smarter than you. We th- remember, I, I put it on IG. I love it. You, 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 you will run you know. faster than me. You will be smarter than me. You will have more money than me. But, but you, you will never, ever, ever, mm. ever outwork Dame Thad. And Kamaya Mandela. Absolutely. <laughs> and Yasmin Selena. You already know. And Courtney Hodges and the rest of the hustlers listening and the rest of the leaders listening to this show. Until next time, we'll talk to you in 2018. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your leadership. This is the thank you for for your your leadership leadership podcast.